Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox, and I'd like to welcome you to the Daily Compliance News. The Daily Compliance News is an offering of the Compliance Podcast Network. March 26, 2019, the UK AG edition. First up, a story just on that topic by The Guardian. That the or the Guardian's asking the question of why Jeffrey Cox, the UK Attorney General, has failed to take uh, using one year to decide whether or not to approve a corruption prosecution against Airbus. Uh, and a corruption campaigners have accused Cox of dragging his feet over the decision as it relates to allegations Airbus paid multi-million dollar bribes to land a military contract in Saudi Arabia. Of course, there could be sensitive diplomatic ruckus with the Saudis and expose the British government to complicity and wrongdoing. So once again, the British government, when it comes to prosecution of bribery and corruption, really take a very different view than those in the United States. Next up, uh, Hong Kong's former secretary was sentenced to three years in prison Monday for bribing African officials on behalf of a Chinese energy company. And report by uh, Harry Casson over at the FCPA blog, Patrick Ho was sentenced to uh, three years in jail based upon a jury conviction on seven counts, including FCPA violations and money laundering. He was Hong Kong's Home Affairs Secretary from 2002 to 2007 and has been in custody since 2019. Next up in the New York Times, and just in time for its uh, Sweet 16 run, Duke University announces it will pay back to the federal government $112,500,000 to settle allegations that researchers submitted applications and reports containing false data to win more than two dozen grants from the National Institutes of Health and the EPA. Certainly a black eye for uh, Duke, but perhaps if you're a North Carolina fan, you would uh, say this is what uh, we've expected all along. The allegations were initially made in a whistleblower suit brought by Joseph Thomas, a research analyst at Duke. He claimed that another researcher had fabricated data linked to as much as $200 million in federal grants. Mr. Thomas filed a lawsuit under the False Claims Act, and he is eligible to receive uh, up to $33 million dollars out of the settlement. So not a bad payday possibly for that whistleblower. And finally, uh, the Sackler family, uh, those of um, Purdue Pharma, fame or infamy, infamy as it may be, are finding it credibly uh, and increasingly difficult to give their money away as many institutions are rebuking them, uh, including the Tate Museum in London, the Solomon R. Guggenheim in New York, the National Portrait Gallery in Britain uh, have all uh, said, basically, we don't want your money. And uh, the Tate, for instance, in a statement said, in these present circumstances, we do not think it would be right to seek or accept further donations from the Sacklers. Certainly not a good situation for the fam. Expo 2019, I've got a lot of great new ideas around the podcast and the Compliance Podcast Network. Stay tuned for them all. This is Tom Fox. If you have any ideas for the daily compliance news, please feel free to email me at tfox at tfoxlaw.com. I'd love to hear from you. As you may know, we've had several new offerings on the Compliance Podcast Network. One of those includes Popcorn and Compliance, where Jay Rosen and I take a look at compliance through the lens of movies, both current, contemporary movies, and classic movies. 
also premiering in December. And finally, Mary Shirley and Lisa Fine have premiered their new podcast, Great Women on Compliance. I hope you will check that out. It's a great podcast series. We have several other offerings that are in production that will go live hopefully in Q1 of 2019. I hope you will check back to see the offerings on this Compliance Podcast Network.